So this is another <coughs> Crochet Circle interview and I'm sat in the office, I'm in North Devon and I'm sat with uh, John Orban in his spare office. So welcome to the Crochet Circle, John. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. It's all right. Normally we'd have Lynn here, but Lynn's heading off on holiday, so our today's Lynn is my husband Matthew instead, so he's been walking around the mill, we've already had a really nice look around, and John's nicely agreed to do an interview with us. That's right. It's Friday. Have you got Friday the Friday pub. feeling? As long as we finish about four o'clock, don't we'll the pub. It's currently one o'clock, you will definitely be That's in the right. pub for four, you'll, you'll be you'll be. have a swim first as well. Out in the sea? Yeah. Okay, is that something you do every Friday? Uh, not every Friday, but I do as much as I can, although I've had a bit of a chest infection recently, so I haven't been able to do it much. Okay. I've, yeah, it's not something I've ever done. Not swimming other than the like sea. Pa- well, paddled and done a bit of swimming, Sorry. more abroad rather than North Devon. It's not as cold as you'd think. It's probably, <coughs> I don't know, about 16 degrees out there. Okay. I didn't bring my Gets swimmers. Gets up to about 20 late September. Yeah. Which is all right. I might, I might be paddling out there later. Do it. <laughs> so we are in North Devon. Can you set a bit more of the scene for us of where we are, what your setup is? Yep, um, we're set up in two uh, small industrial units on a uh, small industrial park on the edge of South Moulton, on the edge of Exmoor National Park. Yeah, it's a beautiful location as well. Really. Yeah, I mean you look. I mean it's an industrial park, but you look across it, and then there's hills and sheep around it. Yeah. So. Woodland and it's it's not like being in um, Manchester and traffic. No, it's very it, different. I suppose people could connect if you went to Wolfest and that's a bit of an industrial area and you look, you've got hills around. It's a bit like yeah, that. yeah, similar. Yeah, sort so of. So Cumbria, nice rolling hills. Yeah, and some of our listeners n- might not be exactly sure what it is that you do. So could you give me a quick rundown of what happens at your units? Yeah, and really what the ethos of your company is. Yeah. Um, so here we take in uh, the scoured wool so we, we, we source the wool greasy and then here it comes in after it's been scoured or washed <coughs> and then we're processing it into tops uh, which is like a rope of fibre so we card it, comb it, gill it, make it into a top and from tops we're able to spin it into a, a finished yarn Yeah. Um, so in a nutshell that that's what we do but there's a lot more involved in that and you are specifically a worsted mill that's right yeah it's worsted which means we deal with long staple anything <coughs> really uh, suitable for us is over three inches three inches is on the borderline okay in terms of its length so so what kind of breeds are you dealing with here then what's your long staple ones yeah <laughs> i'm getting there Smart with my breeds <laughs> uh, I'm, st- I'm starting blue face lester yeah um a lot of the hair uh, is such as alpaca or mohair. I don't like mohair though. I don't like handling it. Why not? It's just it's horrible. Just like I love it. I love <laughs> mohair. Yeah. I don't mind it. I just, it's it's a nightmare to process. I don't like it from a processing point yeah. of view. So if anybody phones up and says, "Can oh, you do I mohair?" I can blah, do it. Blah, blah. I do it. I just don't. It's like I don't like doing. Um, what's the stuff? Um, Angora. Yeah. It just uh, fluffs everywhere. It's like clouds. It's, yeah, well, it's static, and then if you get it in your eye, and yeah. So it's awful. yes, I can do it, but I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want it's to. horrible. I hate it. I mean, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. I just hate it from a yeah from a processing, processing point, of point of view. I was so. once um, crocheting with Angora 
in a train carriage and it wasn't until my eyes were gamming up that I thought oh I wonder what the issue is yeah. and there was a cloud I literally had a cloud of angora around me and could barely see no I don't yeah. like it I love um, the feel but yeah processing's interesting yeah so only good staple length fibre I mean merinos at the shorter end of what we do but then um, you see it's quite dense and so it makes it easier to draft so we, we can get away with that um, so yeah we do Wensydale we do um Blueface Leicester, Exmoor Blueface Warblers, Polworth, that's got quite a good staple length. Yeah. Perindale, Hebridean, yeah, um, Gotland, yeah. Um, everything and anything really yeah. that of a good staple length that I like that's not. Let's <laughs> 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 throw yeah. <laughs> it in the bin. And, um, keep your goats. <laughs> yeah, keep your goats and your rabbits away from me. And part of your ethos is about. British wool. Yeah. And you've managed to source quite a bit locally as well. Yeah. Um, we buy directly from the wool board and we buy directly from some farms locally as well. So uh, we're able to see, fortunate enough to have a wool board grading station down the road. So we okay, get to see the quality of what's coming in. <clears throat> and um, we're able to buy via an agent who buys on our behalf in the auction. Uh, wall that's coming in off of Exmoor nice. so you can't get rid of that part of the system you still have to use the agent but you can at least touch and feel and yeah um, more specific about your requirements yeah there's a sort of misconception with what the, the board do um, a lot of farmers just think they just take their sheared wool and then that's the end of it yeah but they've got to grade the stuff um, it's quite a lot of work yeah then they, they've got a package of stuff up and they, they, they bail press it they grade and sort it so it's an, an, an unknown standard of what you're going yeah. to buy. So and uh, they're not for profit. No, well they're marketing, so the money yeah. goes back into marketing it, and then they guarantee selling whatever's available in the market. So <coughs> uh, the market dictates the price of it, basically, and essentially, without going too far into what I think, but um, essentially there's too much wool being made, so hence the price is, is yeah. artificially low. Because uh, we're trying to supply the global market rather than, you know, a smaller market, yeah. so we could produce less and get more money for it. Yeah, that's that's the world economics for you. Indeed. So don't get me started. We'll, we'll, we'll go there. We'll just stick to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll so that's what we face with. Yeah, so yeah. That's the reason. And um, as a slight aside to that, I had heard also that the the love of Blueface Leicester BFL is starting to push that price up a little bit. Yeah. Finding that. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I uh, used to be able to buy, um, say, like if, if you was going to buy some tops in in commercially, only what ten years ago, it's about six quid a kilo. Yeah. Um, the the farms are getting six quid a kilo now for the, okay. the shit wool. So there you go. That's in ten years, probably that's ten twelve years how that price has jumped. I guess it's a catch twenty two, isn't it? Because Agriculture has been on its knees for a long, long time. Yeah, and they want you need an injection of funds going back into, you know, one of our major labour markets within the yeah. UK, and major occupations as well. But then that definitely has a knock-on effect further down the manufacturing line. So it's yeah, it's difficult it's to keep everybody happy. Yeah, but then I mean a lot of wool's going out to China, yeah, and things like that. So you know we're mass producing to fuel this sort. of Market, yeah, that, that could be more home. Exactly, home yeah. Home then you get more value for it, and uh, yeah. the farms will get more value for yeah. it. 
I think. Yeah. But it's it's pushing that British element and that local element in particular. Yeah, yeah, I do <coughs> I do want to support that. Yeah, and you do. I've got it down that your favourite fleece to work with is the Exmoor Blue Fleece. Yep, it's our local breed, crossbreed. It's a crossbreed between Exmoor Horn and Blueface Leicester. Yeah. It's known as a, as a mule, crossbreed mule, so it's the Exmoor mule. And both are um, white fleeces. Yep. So good to dye, so perfect yep. for your knit by numbers range. Uh, not in a knit by numbers. Okay. Knit by numbers is merino. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. So what are you We're bringing out a new yarn? It's going to be dyed a bit like knit by numbers next year, which is a top secret. But um, yeah, we use British Falkland Merino for our uh, knit by numbers. Yeah. I'd like it to be Blueface Leicester if it could be. Yeah. But it, it, it came about because of accessibility and people wanting a finer fibre, so that's why it ended up being in Merino. Yeah. Is that Not to say I wouldn't do it in Blueface Leicester further down the line. If you could, yeah. If I could, yeah. Is your Merino organic as well? Did I yeah, it's that? organic yeah. farmed. We've yeah. got a really good guy who's sourced, he goes out to the Falklands and he's sourcing um, some really interesting fibres and it's, with him it's all about um, traceability Yeah. and uh, he runs his own company called uh, Wall Tops and uh, he's been going out to shows recently. We've been spinning for him and working together with him as well. I have to say, I've seen all sorts of interesting stuff walking around the mill and just oh, right. love to get my little paws on all of it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting to see the colours and the different blends that you've got going through. And coming back to the um, Exmoor Blueface, what is it specifically about that mule that you like about that crossbreed? Uh, well, it's, first it's local, so it's <coughs> it's not travelling too far. Yeah. Um, and I drive past it every day. So that, you that's can kind leave of, kind of, yeah. at your future's <laughs> um, Yeah, mate is a farmer as well. He farms in John Stanbury. Yeah. And hence we, we make this sock. John Stanbury sock. The Stanbury yeah. Walker. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, and he's a nice guy. Um, when he's sober, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, it's it's got a good staple length. It's nice and it spins so well. It just handles so well, and as a yarn, it makes a really good definition. It's got that real sort of. It's not too soft and it's not too harsh. It just sits right there in the middle. It's a nice, good quality. Uh, British wool yeah. and so it's hard wearing as well as being soft as well. So what could if you <coughs> sorry I'm going to go on. It, it does on, actually on. but if people were to look on your website what of your ranges would they find your favourite fleece what would they be able to buy? Uh, at the moment it's in our Exmoor sock yarn. Yeah which um, is lovely. Yeah which we're going to refresh the colours very soon and it's in Exalana which is a collaboration we did with Susan Crawford. Yeah. And it's going to be in a new, brand new spanking range that's coming out next January, which is top secret. We're not allowed to know the name No, I can't tell you what it's called or anything. It's um, based on a uh, French textile artist, that's all I'll say, is colouring. Yeah. Um, with probably blended with Blueface Leicester and some Wensdale from Devon. So even more luster. Even more luster. Be a very, I think in its own right, it'd be a very sort of golden-looking natural yarn. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting and my hands has, on that. Yeah, yeah, well. it will be extraordinary. Mm. So. so when will that make its first debut? Uh, we're hoping to jam. launch that, I believe, at Edinburgh. So it will not year. be available before then. 
Uh, be, no, it will be it will be launched at, at Edinburgh. So, so I wasn't sure if I was going to Edinburgh next year. Edinburgh. Now I'm going to go to Edinburgh. <laughs> you get there and we haven't got it ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I know where to find you. <laughs> and it will also be out as tops for hand spinners as well. It's going to be, okay. The tops are going to be dyed, so we've got this lovely blended shading through it as well. So and I guess that's the other thing for yeah. listeners that... Um, if you ever come to the John Arbin stall at any show, then you've got a really good amount of tops available yeah. to buy as well. Yeah, we we um, we're making tops all the time, obviously because we're spinning mm. from tops, and then we make a range for hand spinners to the same quality that we use for spinning. So I think that's what yes. hand spinners, what the feedback I get generally they like because yeah. of the quality. It's always busy. Kind of see um, women. You see half of a woman because her head is <laughs> like well and truly in the top bin. Yeah. You, you just see a bomb in the air and they're in there sniffing and and checking the fibre. It, but it's like you you likened you likened it to like a Mister Whippy, which is exactly what it's like. Yeah. when it's in the barrel. Yeah, it's a bit like a sweet shop of fibre. Yeah, basically. different colours and different yeah. blends. It's is lovely, mm. and it helps with that you know massive sheepy smell in and around yeah. your stall. Very nice. Um, so I have used your Exmoor sock yarn. I, I really like it. I think it's great to work with. I, l- I really love your existing colour stamp that oh you right. have on. Oh, we'll add to it. It's not going to be, when I say okay. refresh it, it'll be more colours. Right, so you'll still have like the salmon and the yeah the, the colours that you've got there. Because I think they're all very complimentary oh, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really like might them. tweak one or two, but... Um, but yeah, there'll just be more. more yeah, there'll be on. more. Yeah. And the same could be said with your knit by numbers range, which is you've got a four ply range coming out. It's out now. Already hit. It's out, yeah. So that's out. So that. Didn't show you the grape, did I? No, you didn't. Okay. He promised listeners. He promised to show me a lovely colour that nobody else has seen, and I haven't seen we'll it. So we'll have to look. go back up and <laughs> go and have a look at it. But the knit by numbers range, I think, is like from a marketing point of view, it's clever. I really like it. Right. So you've got fifteen base colours. Yeah. And then you essentially dilute that base colour five times yeah. by adding more white. So it's That's a bit right. like being an artist and just adding yeah. a touch more white, a touch more white, and a touch more white. So going te- yeah, potentially going from bright bright red down to down into your to pinks. A very light pink. Yeah. yeah. So the idea was to try and do something like a Pantone uh, yes. shade for. Uh, textiles um but we're a long way from doing that but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean i want to eventually double it treble it you know yeah. just keep expanding it expanding it, expanding it so there's more and more and more and more colors and um, i'm designing a pantone card thing box you know like the you spin I do. out i do i know It'll the a shade card yeah. that you can buy and then you add different panels in every Love time it. a new one comes out so so it would be um on paper rather than with a card yeah, yeah. be like a proper card yeah. printed thing so like when you in a box yeah. you know a little brass thing love holding it. all together and you wind this thing out and, and you can just choose yeah, you choose your colour your colours yeah, yeah I like that idea yeah. a lot I particularly like the idea of the knit by numbers range expanding because essentially what I think what it means as a knitter if you need four ply or well, knitter or crochet four ply or um DK, hmm. you're pretty much going to have the colour. Something close to it, covered. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I hinted earlier that the new shades that we're bringing out will, will really sort of enhance it as well. Yeah. Like the navy, the a teal, uh, a really deep scarlet, yeah. a, a lime, uh, 
a burnt orange and the grape which you've seen yeah. so they're all coming through over the next probably try and bring one out a month so next six months yeah and mini skeins as well yeah i did ask julia i know we meant to do it last year and just things uh, got away from nuts. us mini skeins <coughs> have gone absolutely yeah I've been, I've been trying to do mini skeins for three years and not got around to doing them yeah and uh, we're going to pick up a bit of kit in September to, to so we can do them regularly. So will your mini skeins be of all of the knit by numbers? Yeah, <laughs> in twenty five gram skeins for colour work. So that's you'll be able to buy any shade in a mini skein. That's great news. Yeah, we'll probably have to sell them as a pack. Yeah, I think because it's do, do, well. That's what I guess will make it financially viable. Yeah, I don't know yet. Or you know, you can order individual ones, but yeah. I think. You'd have to sell it, so it's, you're selling a skein. So you'd have to, you'd have to. I suppose you could just sell one, but I suppose it'd be best if you sold four. So yeah. Sold like an equivalent of a hundred grams. Yeah. To make Maybe it work, really, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I literally. I just want to do it. And Julie, what's she on about? <laughs> just yeah. Like this. Mini skeins are just huge at the moment. And I don't see that abating, especially. No, no. I mean, like I said, we was, we was going to do it years ago. It's one of the things we meant to have done from day one with it, and yeah. just time just evaporates. It? So it does. Just, I'll, I'll come and be your mini skein winder. I was thinking this earlier. Yeah, I happily mean, moved to North Devon, and the, the plans to make more of our own yarns and new ranges of yarns. Um, you know, we we'll probably need somebody to do winding because we've got mini skeins, and there you are. Just took yourself in a job. Thank you. Yeah, got another <laughs> skein winder I've got put together. Yeah, very nice. Off you go. Um, I'll look forward to seeing them at a show. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to get a bigger stand though, because your stands are already huge. I know. And it's, then it's if you're going to add mini skeins into that mix, I know. don't know. To build another level. Yeah. Go up. Well, that's it. You can have mezzanine. <laughs> a mezzanine at every show <laughs> you ever go to. <laughs> yeah. But, well, they limit you to space. So, um, you know, some people go, oh, is your small stand smaller? And you're going, well, well, it is, I suppose. But yeah. we can't get everything on it. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. You could have um, like hanging racks. Could do. You know when chefs have their pans hanging Yeah, up? I did you think about that. I did think that we had this sort of crisscrossing of skeins above your head. Although, so you that could take you to like the film Seven instead, where you've got magic trees, and that might not be. It's so have a room of the yard <laughs> going the ceilings all oh, yard. That's what my stash palace is like. And a bit of carpet made out of <laughs> yarn as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's move away from the thought of yeah. Seven as a film. <laughs> and but the the colours also really help with the design of your stands at all of the shows, and you're always busy. There's you know, I've, I've never seen your stand quiet. Oh, I have. <laughs> have you? Yeah. If you've got a favourite show then that you do, that's what's your um, busiest actually? I like them all. Um, I like we like them because they're in different parts of the country, and it's yeah. um, it's kind of like going away for a bit of a holiday. The people that run the shows are generally enthusiasts. So it's not like we used to do big exhibition companies like Country Living yeah. and it's run it's by different. professional it's a bit hard it's all about the money and yeah, yeah they don't they're not interested in it yeah. what you're doing or anything but these the shows that are going we don't do any um, creative stitch shows twisted thread shows for yeah. that reason it's run by the same people that do the dreaded Country Living but, um, no, no, it's fine. I, I know it's just not. Oh, they're just awful, and they I just can't. You know, they're not not interested. They people they rip exhibitors off, they try and charge you exorbitant amounts. Yeah. Where it's hard to make a living out of it. 
and the just and the security is horrible. The, yeah, yeah. Getting in and out's horrible. Whereas <coughs> the, the shows like Wolfest and uh, Fiber East and Wonderwall and Edinburgh Yarn Fair and Unravel and yeah. and Yarndale. Well, all of those shows are great yeah. and are good fun to do. And like you say, they're run by enthusiasts. They're people that are truly yeah, and you get involved in yarn and and the customers are really interested and yeah. they're serious about what they're doing and they re- really like what you're doing. So they're not trying to compare your yarn to an acrylic no. ball and saying, "Why well, is that so expensive?" Yeah. So you just you they, don't they get any of that. <coughs> do you do giant balls? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's not really where we're at. <laughs> So, um, yeah, um, it's much nicer, yeah. So, uh, for a favourite show, I like going to Edinburgh. I bet. Edinburgh's a great Good place. Fun. And that's a nice little show. Yeah. And uh, that's it's got quite different. a different feel, hasn't it? Totally. It's a lot of interne- a lot of uh, customers that are new to us and lots of international customers. And it's more, um, more of a design-led show. Than it is, ours. isn't it? It's yeah. less, as I've said on the podcast previously, it's less sheepy. It's yeah. sheepy in its own right, but it's not in a cattle mart. It's not with sheep breeds being shown in the ring. So yeah, but it's very much. Oh, there's such and such designer, and oh, that it's, shawl is that. It's a top isn't end of it? what's going on in it the, is, in the yeah. craft market. It's it's like the haute couture of um, it's, of, it's, yeah. of knitting. Yeah, that feel about it. Yeah. But I was amazed by how many foreign visitors were there yeah, as well. Yeah, oodles. Yeah. So many. So and many. They, they've done really well to make it quite that a bespoke brilliant. show and people yeah. love it. Absolutely love Great it. Great destinations. I mean, you've got to win, aren't you? You're going to go for a weekend and go to Edinburgh and go to the fair and yeah. have a holiday. And Although I'm sure lots of the people that went there saw very little of Edinburgh because they just went straight to the festival. Probably. But we ended up having three days off afterwards and pootled around Oh, Edinburgh. did you? Okay. Well, we've done that every time we've yeah. been. So we like doing it because we treat it like a holiday. Yeah. Well, if you've gone that far north as well, from where we are here. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have extra time off, so that's probably why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you get diesel off afterwards. Yeah. Well deserved there you diesel. Then <laughs> get drunk on gin. Yeah, they're really good at. I can't remember. I might get the statistic completely wrong. And it's either 60 or 90. <laughs> so take your pick. What, jeans? Yeah, no, that the Scotland produces is either 60% or 90% of all of the gin in the UK. Because even if it's 60%, that's a huge amount when you think about the number of London based gin yeah, companies yeah. you've got as well. But yeah. it's just really taken off. I probably drank there. 60% of it when I was in the bar. Yeah. Well, have you come across the Isle of Harris one? No. Really? It's the only one that's from the island and it's gorgeous and you have it with pink grapefruit Ooh, I like it with cucumber me too Hendrix good old Hendrix Sipsmiths like. oh Sipsmiths is good as well and Chase is quite nice too. Chase mm. s- 6 o'clock gin you tried that no it's good my ba- my bog standard is Tankery Tank- yeah that's, that's good that's my, f- my yeah, favourite yeah. there's some nice London ones though got yeah there's a few I can't remember the names but we've got pictures because we've been photographing the bottles with a fox on it, and we're trying to locate it. Oh, it's nice. I'll, um, I'll have a look for that one. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of the bottle of the Harris yeah. one because it's beautiful as Forget well. Forget the yarn, let's just go. Yeah, let's just go and have gin <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, coming back to the yarn though, momentarily, um, you have recently done, quite recently, The Daughter of a Shepherd. Oh, yeah. 
Hebridean. Um, the Hebridean. So you did the 100% Hebridean, which yep. was batch number one. Yeah. And actually out there, we saw batch number two going through the machine. Batch number three, actually. Oh, was that three? Yeah. So two we've just reviewed. Um, then there's one with uh, the Zorblers. We put 25% in yeah. to improve its uh, handle and its, its spinning. Uh, it was The Hebridean was a little bit short on its own and uh, the Zorblers has acted like a carrier. But it's given it a bit more bounce as well. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of enhanced it. And you have just answered something, which is how oh. to pronounce what? It's, well, it's Zwadblas. Well, that's how I've been saying it, but with a slight Dutch accent. Right, Zwadblas. yeah, Zwadblas. <laughs> but um, you found, well, if you go to the Warbles, they say Zwadblas. Yeah, so, <laughs> with, with a slightly northern accent, yeah. Zwadblas. <laughs> that was a bit more cockney, though. I don't know where that, that came out. coming from. <laughs> Um, who else do you spin for? So we know you've got Doctor of a Shepherd. Uh, Easy Knits, John Dunn. Yeah. Uh, Skein Queen. Yeah. Uh, Knitting Goddess. Okay. Kettle Yarns. Yeah. Uh, Town End Alpacas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Grey Sheep. Little Grey Sheep, of course. Emma Boyle and yeah. Gotland. Which is beautiful. Lovely yeah. stuff. Um, I've got a terrible memory. <laughs> be somebody there. So you've got the Exolana, the Susan Crawford as well. Susan Crawford's Exolana, yeah, which is which is what well, is a joint joint yarn. Um, oh, blimey, who else is there? I mean, that's a lot. There is more. I guess the I point that I'm trying to make is someone's going to get annoyed because I've mentioned them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like when you do shout outs for people on Ramadan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the point I'm trying to come to is that you do an awful oh, lot of people. Oh, Marianne Knorberg, we do a lot for her as a Swedish. We do a lot of Swedish people and okay. things like that. Such and as foreign. Marianne <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, loads, loads. Car, yeah, that one. <laughs> Unpronounceable names. <laughs> they are a bit, aren't they? But I guess the point is that even if people haven't worked just with your yarn that's under the banner of John Arbin and Texas. Oh, you're Zelda. And you're Zelda too as well. We saw that upstairs too. But the chances are that if people are into their kind of higher end yarns, they will have had something running through their fingers. Possibly, yes. Been done at this mill. Yes, yes. That's a bigger range than I thought it was. So that's interesting. For people we make yarns for. Yeah. Because um, I own quite a few of them. Oh, right, there you go. <laughs> so it's quite nice to know that, of our that it's, well, that it's been done here. Been I own, spun here. Yeah, I own quite a lot of yours as well, which mm. is my biggest pile in yep. my stash is John Arbin stuff. And one of the things that's very apparent when you go around the mill is that you like to buy older bits of machinery. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you don't focus on new bits of kit. No, no. And I know, I know what we've discussed, it's partly because new bits of kit inevitably cost more. <laughs> um, but actually... It's easy to maintain. I mean, hopefully, I can, I can, I can, it's like buying a new car, isn't it? You, you, if I've got an old Mini, I can lift the bonnet and fix it. Yeah. If I buy a new Mini, I'm lost. No, so you put the bonnet <laughs> up and you can't get into anything. Yeah, and if uh, for a small company like this, we're, we're not top-end in terms of machinery so you've got no machinery backup so whereas if you're a big spinning company yeah. you've got all the machine builders who have got backup with the machinery every mm-hmm. time you buy it so they've got on tap engineers all to come and do all of that and spare parts everything I've got to do that. it myself or get some help from engineers I know 
or get things made mm. you know so it's a, it's a different thing so I can't go down that road anyhow yeah financially or in terms of maintaining the machinery because yeah. we're, we're too small but and I like old machinery exactly that was what I was going to come <laughs> to it's nice, I suspect that even if you had all of the budget in the world you would still I buy all the machinery yeah 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 it's, it's and it's lovely to see it does like even going back to the old colours that they used to. As long as it does the job all right. I yeah. Mean, and it's lovely to walk around and see machinery that still has wood on it. noisy. But that's part of the... You yeah. know, to me, that's part of the charm. It's <laughs> Partially deaf. <Yeah. laughs> but if there was a bit of kit that you could have that you don't currently have... Yeah. Like, what's in the back of your mind that you oh, would really like a to A robotic have? version of me, so I could go okay. swimming all the time and go <laughs> in a kayak. And yeah. then you could do what I'd you have one want. of those. <laughs> I think that's called the newfangled factory. Is it? I think that's what it is, where you just, right. yeah, you can push buttons um, remotely. Machine that I could have, well, there's always bits you'd, you'd have, you know, I'd have, a, I'd have another gill box, I'd have another new cone winder and actually I want to get a brand new cone winder it might be affordable and it's not mm. too computer controlled so okay. but I don't know it's, it's especially since the euro yeah that's crisis has put it out of our reach yeah well done all those who voted leave <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you and unfortunately <laughs> it seems to be hitting the industry quite hard uh, it's putting prices up yeah. across the board of everything um, yeah so aluminum, all your yarn's going to go up basically yeah. Everybody. Yeah. It's going to get expensive. Unfortunately so. Mm. Yeah. For a number of reasons, which I won't go into here. No. It's getting political. <laughs> do, we don't need it to go there. No, That's don't fine. do that. Not on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. So you would have some new bits of kit. Is there anything, though, that you would have that just, just for the sake of it? Just because it's a... Not like a, I don't want to be derogatory and say a boy's toy, but what's the little bit of kit that you don't really need, but... Uh, well, I did pass it up actually. It was a pom pom maker. It's a machine that makes pom poms. It's quite a quirky old. Is that you know, not essential? For, you know how Americans have pom poms essential. in the back of their socks? Yeah, that's it. So you need for your sock range some little pom poms. It literally pops pom poms out the bottom of the thing. Again, my head has gone to a different film reference. But, um, yeah. well, you passed it up. You didn't go with the pom pom. I think they've still got it. I could probably send But I don't need it. I don't need a pom pom. just. It would be hilarious. Like Lily put machines, but I sold one. And yeah, I like there's all sorts of machines. Yeah. How big is a pom pom maker? That's not that big. I mean, I'm just thinking you could have it at a show and just fire them out. That's it. Just fire out pom poms at yard. Some sort of tube of air, pumping them out instead of firing them out like those tennis ball things. Yeah, they do at. Um, NFL games, they have these kind of guns oh, where right, they throw yeah. t-shirts out into the crowd. You're doing that. That could be your next market employee. Firing pom-poms off my left and centre. You definitely know where your stand was. You wouldn't have to consult a map. No. You just have pom-poms the flying. The, the pom-pom girls with their magazines. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they would love that. Yeah. <laughs> be batting them back. <laughs> so a pom-pom machine, basically. Pom-pom machine. If that would be your frivolous machine. Yeah. Excellent. I don't want those. And I want to ask you some technical questions because I know that one of the things that knitters and crocheters get particularly annoyed with is when there's been, they're so far through their ball or their skein and there's a knot in it. Oh, right, yeah. What causes that? I'm, I'm sure it's very obvious what the what the reality is, but... 
Uh, well, the reality is that you are spinning a uh, a non-continuous thread. So at some point, there's a break in it. Yeah. Okay. Even after you've folded it or plied it together, there is an end. It's not one continuous yeah. thread. So it has to be joined, and generally, commercially, a lot of people will knot them to join them. Yeah. So if it's from changing from a cone to another cone and they're, they're spooling it into skeins or they're doing it into into balls, there's a point where you're going to have to join one cone to the to next, the next cone. Yeah. So they'll put a knot in it. If they're then at the end of the run and they're using up lots of little part cones mm -hmm. and you're going to suddenly get lots of knots going in it. I have heard of, um, it was a lady I was speaking to and she had three knots. Well, that's excessive, yeah. You know, the, well, that's what I felt. And it, I think it was in a 50 gram well, it wasn't even 100. It, it could be that then, well, I'm saying that, you know, there could be a break so that yeah. the machine has malfunctioned and it's, it's, it's tangled, so you've got to join it. Yeah. Then it's done it again, so they've joined it. Then it's done it again, so they've joined it, yeah. and then they carry on. You've got to bear in mind that they've got a production run going on. And that, that You're not going to take it all off and no, ditch it, so way. you're going you're gonna to join it on. So yeah. that, that's, that's what they're doing. Uh, so it probably got a tangle and tangled the whole lot. Yeah. Do you waste all that yarn? Would you join it in? Keep it we, as a rule, uh, use air splicers. So we air splice our joins. We don't knot them. Okay. Um, so we have these air guns, and they basically have a mingling chamber. It blows the fibre mm -hmm. apart and then re yep. twists it. If so you like. using the nature of the fibre. You get a very flat uh, join, yeah. which is pretty invisible. It is. I've never come across oh, anything in any of your skins. Sometimes, though, if our yarn has gone outside for dyeing yeah. and it's gone into balls and we haven't done it in-house, then there's a good chance they would have put a knot in it. Yeah. And that's nothing I can do about that. No. Or if the dyer's been back-winding the yarn and they haven't got a, um, they haven't got a splicer there, they've, they've knotted it in. So that's the only reason. But in here... We won't, we won't knot it, we'll air spice them. Another good reason to buy John Arden yarn. Yeah. Or any of the other um, yarn brands that you've mentioned. There you are. Yeah. Because it, it is really free. frustrating, it's not free. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, mm. good to know, thank you. No, it's not. That was <laughs> and, uh, give you a joke then. Yeah. Can you, can you tie a knot using the power of your own mind? So if I gave you two pieces of string, could you join them, not using your hands, but using the power of your own mind? No. Thought not. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I'm not sure if we'll keep that in. <laughs> that might have to be spliced out. <laughs> air spliced Sorry, out. I couldn't get spliced out. Um, but that's such a simple question, but people maybe don't understand why that happens. Yeah, um, that that be it. Um, it is frustrating. It is, and I suppose they're just going. It's production. Just yeah. do it. I mean, well, I would if that happened to us and we were knotting like that, and it did it several times. Yes, I would knot it all. Then I'd take that batch off, yeah. and it would go aside as a second, yeah. and we'd sell it off. People, you know, we you do have things go wrong, so we do as well. But then we have a quality control on yeah. what we're doing and it will go in as a second and we take it to shows as a, as a bargain and yarn. So we, we saw you at um, Woolfest mm. and we met up with them at one of our friends for coffee afterwards 
and she'd bought some of that from you. Oh yeah. And she bought a jumper's <laughs> worth. No, she couldn't find any fault in it. And right. was it? Is it Frankie? It back. Was Frankie <laughs> on it the show as well? Frankie was, yeah. Yeah. So they were looking through the skeins that so, she'd so picked out. Wrong. She couldn't. She well, couldn't. we found something that was wrong. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't. It wasn't immediately obvious. Right, it may not. It may be just the count was wrong. Yeah. You know, we set something up and then something went wrong. So yeah. it spun perfect yarn, but it was the wrong weight. Mm -hmm. So it might have been that, or it was, you know, some error that may not be d detectable. Yeah. But it's good to know that you've got those quality control measures in there. Yeah, we check. We're hand checking all the time. I suppose that's what comes with old machinery as well. It's, it's yeah. a bit slower, and you are there and you're checking for every. You can kind of get into it. It's you not can, yeah. Off, we, it's we, not <coughs> no, no. It's well, yeah. It is to a point, but I mean, um, so you can't get your fingers in there. Help and Obviously, um, it, you can spot stuff. So, yeah. and because it's you have to watch the machines. You're watching the fibre. You're more likely to, to spot it. Whereas big commercial ones are just run it and yeah. you know one guy looking after lots of machines you're not gonna he's, he's never gonna see it no nah, and that's just the, the way it is you know yeah. it's a different world and i'm not saying one's better than the other i'm just saying that's why we can you can do it mm. but this is going to go out in september probably mid-september so you'll have already done fiber east by that point yeah what else will you have coming up you do the bath christmas market is that right uh yeah we've got yarn darling course September, September. And Len and I are both exhibiting there as well so we'll see you yeah we'll look out for the pom-poms uh, yeah <laughs> yeah far in the pom-pom uh, October we don't do a show I think Frank is doing is yarn in the city then yes, yes. Uh, no that's no November um is that yarn podium or is that different again there's yeah, so many the, now. yeah yeah it's the same people that did yarn in the city yarn emporium yeah so that's yarn that's crawl kind of thing. November yeah yeah so Frank is doing that yeah. for us, uh, well with us, <coughs> I'm not going to be there. And then we do uh, Bath Christmas Market is with the socks. Is that good? It is for socks. Yeah, Because um, we have a different side where we make socks and um, the socks sell in our catalogue and online and at Christmas time we sell lots of socks. Crazy. Yeah, so we do Bath Christmas, yeah it's good, yeah we do alright there. It's um, it's. Busy. I go every year. Yeah. I didn't manage it last year, but my friend went. Don't home. go a weekend. It's I know it's crazy. Yeah. Although and you get all the Welsh coast coach trips. Yeah. All on a, a sort of day out kind of drunken sort of. It's making it sound terrible. It's not. Like <laughs> it's not. Sort of if you, want, you know, if you want venison burger and a bit of oh, blue wine, it's pretty. No, it's, it's really good. good. But go midweek. It's, you haven't got all the the masses. But there. do they do carol singing in the cathedral midweek? That's the big question. Well, probably not. No. I don't know. Go and sing yourself in the Yeah, table. well. <laughs> probably go in there and have a nicer time in the cathedral. You probably you could actually. Yeah, you're, you're not being ushered in. Um, yeah. Have you ever been up the bell tower? You can do that. No. It's an amazing view busy. from up there. Yeah. Well, I'll be Next there time. in the last weekend. Yeah. I'll give you a lunch break. Oh, there you go. And you can go up the bell tower right, and then, then tell me how it is. And I'll look after your stall and. Uh, you, you can actually it's not a euphemism for something, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there the last weekend of the right. of the festival, and you can go up the bell tower and go and sing Christmas carols. Marvelous. You might not have any socks when you come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the the main places that people can see you at the end of this year, and then we've already said you'll be doing Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Well, yeah. Unravel would be the first one. Yeah. Yarn I Festival. So yeah, February, uh, February Unravel March is. Edinburgh, Edinburgh, April's Wonderball, 
and then May uh, open weekend. Yes, here. of course, at the mill. So if anybody yep. wanted to come and have a look, we've got a date yet for that. But it's usually mid-May, isn't it? Somewhere around there. Yep. Although we've got a, a tour party mid-May, so we have to do it a different date. I think. And then June is oh, Woolfest. Woolfest. And July and then Fiber East. East. August off. September, September Yarn Deal. October off, and then yeah. It's a busy calendar. It is, yeah. Then we do guild visits as well. Okay. So I've been to guilds and do a talk and take does some that go down? Very well. Yeah. Take some fibre along and some yarn and some socks and tell people what we do and try and you know, answer any questions. Yeah. Which is, which is quite good fun. Uh, we're going to start doing next year, hopefully, with the first pilot one, sort of um, workshops here. So you would uh, hopefully get to sort of make your own yarn. So from start to finish, you'd choose your own fibre and operate the machines. Sort of and make your own stuff, your own blend, and then I'm coming back. And then you have your own, own yarn made up. You probably have oh. to wait a week for your yarn to come back. That's such a great. You'll, you'll do it all the way th through until it's finished. It's just we have to let it relax for a, a week before if, we can fold it. If so. you need to do a piggy run, yes, yes, please. You could do that. Oh my word, I would <laughs> love that. And maybe have some. It would be good if we get some fibre dyeing as well, so you could do all these crazy colours yeah, at the same time the and. What I don't know. It's an idea at the moment. We've yeah. already hatched it. And we'd probably get a, a rent a cottage or something, or place. There's a place where we could house a lot of people yeah. and then have a mini bus to take you oh. in, and then we could all go to the pub. So it's, it'll be like a little John and Juliet weekend, and a weekend, a weekend away. Yeah, and but not for you guys. <laughs> no, it'll be alright if it's if it's fun. I don't mind. It's that's that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, it's just got, having fun. People good around bunch you. of people and they all enjoy it and get something yeah. out of it do a weekend and go to the pub and have something to eat and how many times I can get yes please go to the pub, pub. In. <laughs> pub. bit of a swim go go to the pub. yeah, yeah I, I will um, I'll happily be your first signatory for that I would, that would be fantastic there you go yes <coughs> that's fantastic so the final bit is that we're going to put you to the test but we're going to video this as well oh, Juliet yeah. said you're up for this for being blindfolded and tested but I figure we might do that out in the middle <laughs> you should be <laughs> so I've got five skeins of yarn <laughs> I that I've tell you what they are yeah God, you're know. pretty good at what you do you've got some fantastic blends out there and they are all yeah, quite different they are. We'll, we'll see you're gonna my own yarns you're gonna yeah there, you every single one of them has come I can narrow it down now. from there because I can then yeah. guess what fiber is I suppose. yeah You'll you be it fine, up. and the the pink blindfold will look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we'll do that, but I'll I'm gonna video that, and then I'll try and transpose the audio into here. <laughs> okay. So if you're up for that, yeah, that's, that's your next test. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Onwards. In which case, thank you very much, John. It's been you're fabulous. Welcome. Thank you for showing us round and for yep. um for taking the time out to do the interview, and hopefully. It will get people to go to your website and have a look at what That's you right. do and just understand just the array of colours and the blends that you do are just fantastic. You're Good. you're always my first stop at a festival. Thank you very much. Um, and always will be. I like run. If I'm if I'm even ten minutes late to get through the f the doors at opening time at a festival, I'm concerned that somebody <laughs> else will have been to John Orbit and snatched all up before I get there. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> so thank you very much. You're welcome. Let's thank go you for and, uh, blind test you okay then brilliant thank you 
We did the blind wool testing in the mill. As you can imagine, the mill's quite a noisy place. So it was too difficult to convert over to audio. So instead, what I've done is loaded it onto our YouTube channel, which is the Crochet Circle podcast. And you can get a link to that from our show notes, which can be found at www.thecrochetcircle.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you.